Time to pack the lunchbox. Check the backpack. Get the kids back to school. And we're right there with you on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas with your neon flashing and your one on bandits crashing. Almost holds down the drain. Las Vegas turning day into nighttime, turning night into daytime. If you see it once, you'll never be the same again. I'm gonna keep on the run, I'm gonna have me some fun. It cost me my very last dime. If I wind up broke, well, I'll always remember that I had a swing in time. I'm gonna give it everything I've got Lady luck, please let the dice stay hot Let me shoot a seven with every shot Viva Las Vegas Viva Las Vegas Viva Las Vegas no. We're uh, celebrating the uh, king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley, today. It is the anniversary of his death. And that's why the bumper music uh, all day long is about uh, the king of rock and roll from Elvis Presley. I said earlier, Bob, you know, we, we if you stop and think about his whole career, he did so many different things. We tend to think of the early days the, when he was the king of rock and roll, the pelvis swinging Elvis that we saw on the Ed Sullivan show. Um, and then to use the pejorative, the fat Elvis at the end where he was kind of uh, almost a caricature of himself. Uh, but we forget all of the other things he did in between, including he had that big period of movie making. And, you know, the ladies, a lot of them, uh, God bless them, are no longer with us, Howard. They they really thought of him as the king. I mean, before the Beatles, they, they were and, and they kept that right up until the day that, that he died. You yeah. know, and they, they kind of like mourned because uh, he was their guy. He, he was the king. He, you he know, when, when you just say you don't have to say Presley. Just Elvis, you know, right, that, yeah. that's pretty cool. And okay, so he was probably you well, know, when you, you say the king of rock and roll, there aren't too many people no. that would dispute you. And when you say you're the king of something, okay, Chuck Berry might have something to say about that. You know, there's there's other ones that might dispute that. Okay, he was there, but then think what a tremendous movie star he was. You could put him in just about anything, and it was going to be a hit because a people hit. were going to go see it just because Elvis Presley was in the Elvis movie. Elvis was in it, yeah. Horrible actor, probably, right? He's I mean, not if, the world's best actor. No, if you, if you analyze him, you say, that guy doesn't, you know, what's it? But he was just, he just was himself, you know. And then, then okay, you say, oh, well, is that it? No, it's not it. What about Las Vegas? I mean, other than the Rat Pack, you would have to say Elvis was probably, I don't know, maybe he was even there with those guys, Howard. You know, he was just legendary. He, absolutely. And again, I think sometimes all of us tend to focus on a, an aspect of his career. We tend to think of him as one, you know, the, the early rock and roll Elvis or movie Elvis or fat Elvis or uh, Las Vegas Elvis, you, it's, you forget how his career, what his career spanned. And if there was this uh, Mount Rushmore of entertainers, I would have well, to have go no all no, in. No choice. But Elvis has to be one of the spots. He has no, to be. No, no question about that. He would be up there on, on the Mount Rushmore of, of, of musicians. Absolutely. 8.12 in the morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. 65 at the airport, 64 at the Highland, 65 in Elm Grove, and 64 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. 
It's going to be partly cloudy around 78 for the high today, clear 83 for tomorrow, some rain showers in the morning on Friday. Coming up in a minute or two, we'll talk to John Devlin from the Wheeling Symphony about a, an amazing season they've got coming up. I'm just a wildly impressed with everything they're going to do the masterwork season the pop season we'll talk about all of that with john and uh, later on in this hour uh, Stephen adams joining us i don't always have Stephen more than once a week i try not to impose on our contributors time that much but uh, an interesting piece that uh, Stephen had in the intel yesterday about west virginia public broadcasting who um the the, the head of the the, the top guy uh, uh butch antinoli uh, is was either fired or or resigned. He technically resigned, but it sounded to me like it was a bit of a firing uh, over some personnel issues that occurred a year or so ago. Stephen covered the story yesterday, and he's going to talk to us about that coming up a little bit later on. Also, if you want to join us on the Frio Stack auction service text line, uh, we are talking about if if you could go back in time, if we gave you a time machine and the power of one visit back in time, what historical era? Or historical event, would you go to? With Mr. Slider, it would be the Kennedy assassination. Got to go to Dallas. Go to Dallas. There, uh, I would like to be at the Declaration of Independence signing, or maybe that maybe listening to some of the debates over the Declaration of Independence. You know, the debates that led that led to that. We've had you couldn't keep your mouth shut, Howard. You couldn't sit there and just listen. You'd jump right up there. I'm from West Virginia. They say, "Who is this clown? West, West Virginia? West Virginia? What is that?" <laughs> Yeah. I want to talk to you about freedom of speech. Freedom of what? <laughs> Women's right to vote. Yeah, yeah. That, that comes a lot, lot later. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I just want to give you some guidance here. You guys are missing some things. Why don't we just start off right getting these things taken care of right away? Right away. Hey, Hancock, get this guy out of here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so where would you like to go back in history? We've had some interesting suggestions from historical events to personal events. Uh, one guy, one person says, I want to go back to where I lost my virginity. Another one says, I want to go back and see my parents one more time. I actually like that. Uh, this is off the Frio Stack Ox Service text line, Bob. I would like to go back in time to the Christmas that I got my Barbie shopping plaza. It wasn't that I got the shopping plaza. That just is the Christmas that stands out in my mind the most. And my mom and dad were both alive and that was one of the best Christmases. I get that 100%. I remember the gift that, that just I was so surprised to get it. And it just, you know, all these years later, I remember that. You know, just you're just it's the one, the best out of all the best. I, I would love to go back to, yes, one of those really tremendous Christmases of my of my past. Um, very thoughtful, very thoughtful from that listener. Uh, another text off the Frio Stack auction service text line at 304-214-1600. Again, we're getting all different kinds of things, true historical events, uh, personal events, uh, and a little politics here. I would like to go back before Trump was born and talk his parents out of it. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> all right. Can we squeeze this guy in, Howard? Is it a, it's, a, it's not our guest. It's not our guest. Yeah, I don't who, believe. Uh, who we got? I don't know. Mystery guest. Mystery guest. Good morning. You're on the radio. Hey. Hey, this is Dan. I'd like to go back to ancient Egypt, okay, because everybody was starving and gold was abundant. I would have a Seeds for Gold program. I'd take all the gold and bring it back. I'd be a gazillionaire. All right. Well, a big big sack to take with you there, Danny. So you would take you would take the gold from Egypt and bring it back here, and then you'd have it to spend. All right, I get you. I get you. Yeah, right. spend, but I'd give them seeds because they were all starving to death. They, they wanted food, seeds but they for gold. didn't know the seeds importance for gold. of gold. I like that. That's pretty cool. All right. 
Not, hey, not, not bad thinking, Dan. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, and, and some of our earlier callers, not, not earlier callers, in the survey that I had uh, that I started this whole conversation, it doesn't make sense to me, but ancient Egypt was the, the place that people would like to go back to. So there we go. Uh, all right, so the, uh, the uh, question of the morning has been, if I could give you a time machine, you could go back and time travel to one era, one historical event, one time period in general, where would you like to go back to? And again, what, I love our listeners, Bob, because, again, yes, we're getting people saying, I want to go back to the Revolution, or I want to go back to ancient Greece or whatever, ancient Egypt. And then we're getting people who want to go back to their days of their youth and remember those feelings and people who want to see their parents. I mean, we're getting thought. These pe- people are being thoughtful this morning. We really are. The phone lines are, are, are up. We got a guest. Let's uh, let's get Eddie in here before we go to our break. Eddie, good morning. You're on the radio. Good morning, Howard. How ironic this <clears throat> this subject is. I was just at McDonald's having breakfast and a young lady had a, a shirt on it, had McDonald's with the uh, the golden arches and fifteen cents on it, <laughs> and 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 I I I looked I looked at her and I said, I used to go to lunch from school. I would get two burgers and a drink for fifty two cents. Yeah, yeah. And she looked at me like I had two heads. She said, "How long ago was that?" I said, "Well, about nineteen sixty seven, sixty eight, right around that area." And she said, "You're still alive." Well, she just kind of gave me that look like, you know, let, let, let's prop him up in the corner somewhere. <laughs> All right, Eddie, I got to run. Thank you for your call. That's a good okay, one, too. I appreciate it. Okay, buddy. Back in time when, when we could actually go to lunch with a reasonable amount of money. The Wheeling Symphony has got an absolutely phenomenal season planned for this year, and I wanted to make sure we had a chance to talk to John Devlin about it. He's with us coming up next on the Watchdog Morning Show. Hey there, Dave Weekly here. Metro News Hotline presents what's trending in sports, music, movies, tech, television, and more from a mountain state point of view. Renowned local and national guests pepper the daily lineup with authoritative insights and commentary on a wide variety of topics from West Virginia high school sports to the financial markets. Join the fun. Every day, Coop and I dip into irreverent discussions with calls, texts, tweets, the question of the day, and the always popular in or out. Metro News Hotline, weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy houses as is fast for cash. Call me today for an all-cash offer on any of your properties, and we can close within days at 614-470-2000, 614-470-2000. Do you own a property that's outdated and needs thousands of dollars in repairs? Great, I'll buy it. Give us a call today for an all-cash offer at 614-470-2000, 614 614- for Would it be convenient for you if you could simply take what you wanted and leave the rest behind? Great, I'll buy it. I buy vacant properties, inherited homes, divorce situations, death in the family, apartment buildings, rental portfolios. I even buy my tenant won't pay me the rent houses. Call TurboTrack Realty today for an all-cash offer and speak with one of our friendly staff members at 614 470 2000 614 470 2000 Trio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. From estates to business liquidation, antiques, coins, firearms, real estate, and more. We're also certified appraisers. Trio and Stack can handle it all. Call us now for a free outside consultation. 304-233-3168. Or visit FrioAndStack.com. Licensed in West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Trio and Stack Auction Service. We sell 
on the earth and everything on it. When deciding where to dine in the Ohio Valley, think first of the Highlands. With a full array of fast food choices for everyone in the family, or drop in at the Olive Garden, Cheddar's, Bubba's Burgers, Bob Evans, Fusion, or Panera Bread. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it just off I-70 at the top of the hill. The Highlands, dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging. Ready, set, go get your Toyota today. Check out Toyota's wide range of all-wheel and four-wheel drive vehicles, like a sporty Camry or a stylish Corolla, both with great MPGs. Or come in and test drive a new RAV4, Highlander, or Corolla Cross, each with plenty of cargo room, so you can be ready for any adventure. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals. Hurry, offers end April 4th. Toyota, let's go places. Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Spanish eyes. Teardrops are falling from your Spanish eyes. 821 of the Watchdog Morning Show. We're talking about, um, yeah, first of all, the bumper music today is all from Elvis Presley because it was on this day in 1977. The king of rock and roll died. And so that is where we're celebrating our bumper music of the day today. And we're talking about, uh, I had a survey earlier of uh, if you could go back in time, any historical period, any historical event, what would you like to go to? Um, I, I shared, I'd like to go probably back to the signing of the Declaration of Independence. But if it was an entertainment event, Bob, I would probably like to go back and uh, and see or maybe sing with the Brat Pack. Huh? The Rat Pack. Wouldn't you like to do that, those guys? Yeah, but you know what? If I had to wait a couple years and sit there at the Flamingo or wherever it was, Caesar's Palace, and watch the King, I, 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 could, I could do that. Let's talk to John Devlin. John is, of course, music conductor for the Wheeling Symphony Orchestra, and they have a tremendous season this coming season. I, I want to talk about all of it, but... John, what about you? If I gave you the magic power to go back in time to any historical event or any historical era, where would you like to go? Oh, wow. What a question. I've been listening for a few minutes here and wondering the question myself as I heard your callers weighing in. I think so. my favorite piece of music is uh, the Fifth Symphony by a Russian composer named Dmitry Shostakovich. Mm -hmm. And I think I would like to go back to the time when it was first played in Russia and feel what it felt like to be in that concert hall. All right, that would be cool. That would be cool. I I mentioned, not musically, but uh, I'd like to go back to the uh, Martin Luther King, I Have a Dream speech. Now, I, I have the speech memorized, and I've seen all video of it, but I would like to get the feel of the crowd. What was it like to be actually there when that happens? And I think that's what you're saying. You'd like to what? What was the what were the mood of the people like when that was being uh, first debuted? Uh, that's 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 a good one. John, you have got a phenomenal season coming up this year. I have you have forced me. I, you, have for, you have forced me. I'm going to have to buy season tickets to everything I, because I can't pick and choose. You have got everything is. Looks like it's just top-notch. This is a great season. Uh, thank you so much, and it's really kind of you to say that you're going to join us for as many as you can. I agree that it would be hard to pick and choose out of this lineup. You uh, you have great masterworks that uh, I'd like to see, and um, I don't know if you, what do you call it, the pop series or whatever the, the more poppy series is. Um, 
those have those are some phenomenal things too. I'll probably bring my grandson Teddy to go see Harry Potter and some other things. But let's talk about um, uh, what you have to offer. I love the the theme of it. It's music at play, which I that that itself is a great great theme. Uh, well, thank you. You know, we think a lot, Howard, about how we want uh, the the feeling in the auditorium at the Capitol Theater to be. And we don't want people to think that it's a, a highfalutin, stuffy event. We want everyone to know how welcome they are. So when we decided to call the season Music at Play, that's an indication to everyone that they can come as they are and enjoy themselves in the concerts as we play music for you, if not a high society event. There there are a couple of, of actually uh, uh, playful uh, concerts that are going to be coming up, but let's walk our way through the season. You start back in, you start in uh, tail end of September, I think, right? That's right. So, of course, every year we open with our free concert up the hill at Ogilvy on Labor Day Sunday. Oh, yes, yes. That's Music Under the Stars, and that'll be uh, the music of James Bond. So we're going to play 20 of the theme songs that made James Bond movies so famous, and we have uh, an amazing band and a few singers that will be coming with us to make that happen. And that'll That's take cool. place you know, on that Labor Day Sunday with fireworks afterwards. But yes, Bond, once we get to the concert Bond, hall. James Bond. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I tend to go with Shaken Not Stirred. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, opening night, we'll, uh, we're featuring an unbelievable artist. We feel very lucky to be collaborating with her. Her name is Sutton Foster. Sutton Foster is maybe the most famous female singer on Broadway right now, having twice won the Tony Award for Best Actress in a Musical and just coming off a huge run in The Music Man starring across Hugh Jackman. So she's going to come and grace us with a huge night of uh, Broadway hits and other popular music. And uh, to have her and Wheeling opening our season, we feel very honored. That sounds like it'll be a ton of fun, a good way to start things off. Sure will. And then if we go forward to the next concert, this is the one that's the masterworks that I'm most excited about. It's called Violence of Hope because there's an organization of that same name that has rescued violins that were used during the Holocaust in concentration camps oh, wow. by Jewish prisoners to make music. And this entire project will be coming to Wheeling in October. The entire violin section of the Wheeling Symphony will be playing 22 instruments in total on violins that were rescued from the Holocaust survivors. And the Wheeling Symphony has commissioned a project where we went to an archive in Vienna and found music that had never been played before by a composer named Walter Briest. And what's significant locally about this man, Walter Briest, is that he was one of Hitler's favorite composers and, despite being a Jew, was offered honorary Aryan status if he would become a member of the Third Reich. The man, Walter Briest, declined this offer and moved to West Virginia, where oh, he really? started the next phase of his career. Yes. Wow. Um, so we're so excited to present a piece that's a 25-minute piano concerto that has never been performed before, that we've rediscovered, and the Wheeling Symphony will give the premiere of this piece on October 19th at the that, Capitol. That is phenomenal. I have to tell you, as you talk through that and talk about the violins restored from the concentration camp and the symphony playing this, I literally got chills here just this morning. I mean that that is a, a, a that that should be an unbelievably moving uh, performance. I agree. You know, there's such a strong Jewish community here. We we know our friend Rabbi Joshua Leaf over at yep. Temple Shalom, and many, many, many of the people that support the symphony and are leaders in our community of course, um, are Jewish themselves. And so for us to be able to represent that area of not only our community, but of the history associated with our state, we're very excited. And you're, this, in addition to the actual uh, symphony performance, you're going to be doing some um, 
I'm not sure what I'm calling it, panel discussions, presentations, other things sort of surrounding this uh, leading up to the, the concert, correct? That's correct. We're going to have uh, a series of events that we're titling Festival of Ideas. We did this in the spring of 2022, and it met with such success that we wanted to reprise it as we explored this important topic. So we're going to be uh, looking at the legacy of Jewish artists. We're looking at the legacy of Jewish artists here in West Virginia and performers, scholars, and some of the members of the Wheeling Symphony team itself will be leading those discussions in places like the Ohio County Library, Wheeling Park High School, over at Temple Shalom, and right before the concert in the Capitol Theater. Oh, that, that should be a phenomenal series of events uh, leading up to the, the performance, which should be uh, particularly moving. Well, so far, so far you're hitting it out of the park. Uh, surely, surely I can take a break after that and not have to worry about another concert or two, right? Well, I'll lead you just to a couple of other highlights, because I certainly uh, want to make sure that you are, are tempted at least to come to others, right? Uh, <laughs> the, the, the one that I think is going to be the most popular concert of the whole year will take place on January 20th. Uh, this is a follow-up to our Jurassic Park um, experience last year in April, where we presented the whole movie live while the orchestra played the soundtrack. And we're going to one-up ourselves this year and present Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone in concert, you know, probably the most popular children's series of stories of all time. And uh, we are going to embark on an eight-year uh, adventure with Harry and his friends over <laughs> at Hogwarts, and this is the first of that series. So I, we I, can't wait to see how this is going to feel. And like you said, with your grandson, we just think that this is the perfect thing for families to do right after the holiday. I, I love uh, Harry Potter. It, uh, yes, it'll be good for my grandson, but it will be uh, fun for, for, for <laughs> me to watch as well. When you did Jurassic Park, um, I was just stunned. You, you put up on social media some of the behind-the-scenes stuff of how you coordinate all of this. Right. I was stunned at how that all comes together. I mean, it, it's a wonderful performance, and you don't always think about what's going on while you're watching it. But, man, that's, that's a lot of work. You know, it is. And that was the first time, Howard, that I had ever – conducted a movie live to film. So I would say for a typical concert, I'm studying really intensely for about six weeks beforehand on that specific repertoire. But for that concert, I had to get the score many months in advance and be working on it every day to make sure that that lines up. Not only is there two and a half hours of you know, John Williams music, which is intricate and difficult, but the coordination with the screen and with the players and with all the technology that goes into it is, is a challenge. So we embrace that challenge so that, with, like you said, when you're in the audience, you're not thinking about how it's happening. You're just enjoying what's, what's uh, occurring as an artistic experience. I, I was talking to someone, I can't remember who it was, just literally two or three days ago, and she said to me, um, boy, you know what would be really neat? It would be if the Willing Symphony could show the movie Harry Potter and play the music. And I said, well, let me tell you. <laughs> Since you think that would be interesting, you'd better go get some tickets because they are doing that this year. I think that's, uh, that's, that's great. And that should be a, a, a big event, should be a great family event uh, for sure. You mentioned earlier uh, the first concert will feature a performer from Broadway who had been in The Music Man which I would love to see, the Hugh Jackman version. I have not seen that. I have not been to Broadway for too long. I would like to get back again. Uh, one of the things, one of the shows that was most successful recently was Hamilton, and uh, you're going to have one of the Hamilton stars here as well. That's, that's right, Howard. And um, I 
fell in love with Hamilton the first time I heard it. Um, you mentioned wanting to go back to the time of the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Well, here's a, a retelling of that story, yeah. basically, right? And Renee Elise Goldsberry was Angelica Schuyler um, in the original cast that is made even more famous by the recording that will live on forever um, that that cast made uh, a year into the production of the musical. So um, Renee is, uh, has a local connection like Sutton Foster, she went to Carnegie Mellon University for her training as a musical theater performer. Um, I recently was able to see the show that we're going to perform with her here in February, and it is phenomenal. Not only does it have some of her Broadway trademarks, including music from Hamilton, but it'll trace the course of music that influenced her and who she became as a performer throughout her life. And uh, the band that comes with her sounds fantastic. We can't wait to have her at the Capitol in February. Well, so far, I haven't seen a clunker in this list. I'm looking for the clunker. And I haven't found it yet. I mean, these are just all phenomenal <laughs> things. Your, your next one in March, this, this, the theme of the season is music at play. And you will literally be playful music, if you will, or toy-based music almost during that one, right? That's right. You know, Howard, I have a, a, an interesting job where I have to provide people with things at the Wheeling Symphony that they know they will already love, something like, coming to see Harry Potter in concert, right? We all kind of have an understanding of what that's going to be like. Right, right. But also, I want to introduce people to new types of music and new performers that they can fall in love with anew. And this happened with our audience last year with Clarice Assad, a fantastic composer and performer. She led a performance of one of her pieces where she stood at the front of the stage and engaged the audience in interactive elements throughout and told the story of an amazing female soccer player from her home country in Brazil. Well, because the audience responded so positively to her, we're bringing her back in March. And this time, we've actually provided the funding for her to write a new piece that's never been played before. In fact, we have a world premiere on every single one of the Masterworks concerts next year. So we're thrilled to welcome back Clarice Assad, and this time with a collaborating group um, that is very close to her called Third Coast Percussion. This, this group has four amazingly talented young men who play percussion instruments and are going to stand at the front of the stage in a solo performance with the Wheeling Symphony. And the music at play title of the whole season comes from the fact that her piece is called Play and explores the concepts that we've infused into the rest of our season. It sounds, that, 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 that sounds absolutely, again, phenomenal. Uh, t totally different. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how that, 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 that whole thing, no pun intended, plays out. <laughs> so <laughs> that looks good. And now Bob Slider, Bob Slider, final concert of the pop season. You may need to get your tickets, pal. Okay. Sinatra and Beyond. Uh-oh. Yes, the music of Frank Sinatra. That's right, Howard. And, you know, one of the things that, uh, as you can see, we like to focus on is music by great living American artists. And we're bringing lots of those to Wheeling. But, of course, sometimes we have to pay tribute to the, the past uh, a little more deeply. And in that case, there's a whole... Um, there's a whole industry in within the classical music world of people that portray artists that have left us. And a couple of years ago, we opened our season, you know, um, with somebody. The other the other way this happened is when we can't afford them. We did have someone impersonate Elton John, who <laughs> that would be a little bit too expensive to bring him down to Wheeling. So um, this man, Tony Desaire, is the country's best 
Frank Sinatra representer, impersonator. He plays the piano, he sings, he's arranged this music for the orchestra and for himself. And so we're going to really be looking forward to hearing music that we'll recognize, like, come fly with me, I've got the world on a string, uh, New York, New York, my way. The, the, the most famous numbers of the Sinatra catalog will be on display here in Wheeling with somebody that just loves his music and will impersonate the Frank Sinatra experience at an extremely high level. Wrapping up, the uh, season will be uh, one last concert. That's right. We've got time for three coming to Wheeling. And you can imagine that there's always a story that we like to tell. The best story on the season may be this one, where this group last year won the Grammy for the best recording in the classical music world. Where did they first ever perform with the symphony orchestra? Right here in Wheeling, West Virginia with the WSO. So we're very proud of this group and the fame that they've gone on to accumulate for themselves in a very varied and rich career. And the fact that they're going to come back and now perform for the first first time in Wheeling, the piece that won them the Grammy, we're tremendously excited. That'll take place on March 10th. Well, again, first, the first thing to take note of is Music Under the Stars coming up in uh, just a few weeks, actually. Uh, and, then, and then this whole season, uh, John, I think you've outdone yourself, and you've done gr tremendous work all along, but this is just a, a phenomenal season. Um, and I'll tell you how phenomenal it is. I, I'm the old man. My kids, my, my son and daughter-in-law, have said, Dad, we want to go to these things. And, of course, we'll bring our grandson, too. I mean, it's a generation-spanning season that, uh, uh, at least in my family, everybody wants to go see. So uh, we've already tried to get tickets, but uh, they've got to let, let those darn preseason ticket holders uh, get their old seats back first. But then we're going <laughs> <laughs> to get our tickets. And I'm going to bring the whole family. So I'm, I, it's, it's going to be a great season. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much, Howard. And that's the yesterday, the tickets went on sale to the general public. You can subscribe to the full season for as little as $78. So we just ask all of your listeners to consider showing your support for the Wheeling Symphony and the work we're doing by giving us a call or visiting the website and buying one of those season subscriptions. So, absolutely. Sounds, sounds great. John, I appreciate your time this morning. Uh, I, I, I want to make sure we had a chance to talk about this whole season. And uh, we will touch base throughout the season with each of the events coming up because I want to make sure people know about them. And, um, you know, when you when you step out there on stage and everybody goes, yeah, there's the conductor. Look out in the audience because my family's going to be sitting out there almost every uh, every event. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, we appreciate you, Howard. Thank you so much for having me on. All right, talk to you soon. Appreciate it, uh, John Devlin, who is the music conductor at the Wheeling Symphony. I just I, the, the performers from Hamilton, uh, Broadway music uh, from who's in the Music Man. We've got uh, the music at play, the, 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 the Holocaust violins. Sinatra, which is a phenomenal season, phenomenal season. All right, 8.30, 8.22 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Stephen Adams coming up next. I want to talk about uh, West Virginia Public Broadcasting, some things that happened earlier this week at their executive board, including the leaving of their executive director. That's coming up next, Watchdog Morning Show. Hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care close to home. Developing new and exclusive services, recruiting top surgeons, 
featuring the highest level of orthopedic surgery, improving healing, rehab time, and outcomes. Offering innovative heart care through our WVU Heart and Vascular Institute. Establishing outstanding urology services with a highly experienced urologist and staff. Providing comprehensive, world-class women's health services and equipping the WVU Cancer Institute at Wheeling Hospital with cutting-edge science for the highest standard of care. We embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care at the right place at the right time. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. For a beautiful look that protects and stays clean, choose Dutch Boy Paint from Menards, now all 11% off. Choose quality products that meet your needs and offer advanced adhesion and one-coat coverage in the award-winning Dutch Boy Twist and Pour containers. Get 11% off everything, including the full line of Dutch Boy Paints, now at Menards. Good through August 20th, savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. With Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Music of Elvis Presley on this, the anniversary of his death. That's why we're doing bumper music from Elvis today. 18 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, again, great great symphony season coming up uh, every single concert is one i want to go see uh, usually there are a couple i want to go see a couple i'm going to skip but everything i, I the idea of uh, the symphony uh, doing uh, a performance written for the symphony uh, playing on violins that were restored from the concentration camps is just to me an absolutely just amazing um and not to mention all of the other great things they're going to be doing. So uh, I, we're, I think our family's going to go for season tickets for the whole thing for the Wheeling Symphony. So it looks, looks good. Uh, if you want to text me, the Frio Stack Ox Service text line is still open and available. We were talking earlier about a survey that I found about if you had a chance to go back in time to one historical era or one historical event, what would that era or event be? For Bob Slider, it was the uh, Kennedy assassination, right, Bob? Yeah, I'd like to be in a lawn chair somewhere there on a grassy knoll, Howard, just uh, just watching. Looking to see who else is there with you on that grassy knoll. Keep right? an eye on Lee Harvey, but just seeing what's, what's going on around who me. Who else is that guy? Where's the umbrella man? All that kind of good stuff. Uh, I would like to go back to the signing of the Declaration of Independence and or the debates that led up to the signing of the Declaration of Independence. To me, that would be great. Some of you were very thoughtful. Some of you said, I want to go back and see my parents one more time. Uh, one of you said, I'd like to go back to the day I lost my virginity. Okay, I get that. Uh, here's someone who's tuned into the current uh, concerns up the Upper Ohio Valley, Bob. I'd like to go back to when 70 and 470 wasn't backed up. 
Wow, what year would that have been? <laughs> so there you go. All right. I don't, I, I don't like to impose on our contributing reporters here uh, too, too often. You know, Brad and, and Stephen and Mark Curtis and Tom Scateri and all the others. I, I try to not ask them to come on and join us too often because they're, they're, they're kind enough to give us their time. Uh, and we talked earlier this week to Steve Adams from the Ogden newspaper chain. But I saw a story yesterday that I just I, I, I want to get a little more info about, and I think I want to put it here in front of you all because I found it absolutely interesting, and I had not seen it coming. I don't know if Stephen had or not. So, Stephen, good morning. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Howard. And uh, i got to agree with you. I would go back to, I think, the uh, Declaration of Independence is my historical moment to go back to. I think that would be in it. At first I had said the signing, which would be good. I'd be there for the signing. But the more I thought about it, I'd love to be there sitting in uh, Independence Hall in Philadelphia and listening to the debates over the independence, you know, how, how we got to the day, got to that signing moment. I think that would be just just phenomenal. Uh, let me ask you, all right, so I, the, amazing story, I, maybe, maybe amazing isn't the right word, but a tremendously interesting story to me, uh, came out of this week's meeting of Washington Public Broadcasting Board, the uh, EBA, I think it is. Um, Butch Antolini, who was the executive director of public broadcasting for about a year or so, I guess, you have to help me with the timing on that, uh, is gone. Now, I can't quite tell from your story if he was fired or resigned or was asked to resign, but t- tell us what the story is here. What happened here at the Exec- Educational Broadcasting Authority meeting this week? Sure. It was an emergency meeting that was held Monday. Uh, I'm not sure when it got kind of first got posted, but it definitely was uh, all of a sudden. And it was a very short meeting with a short executive session. And all the board members had participated virtually. I was actually at West Virginia Public Broadcasting in person for this meeting, but I was very lonely in the room, uh, <laughs> except for uh, uh, a couple uh, staff members making sure that the conference call went uh, went okay. But after a short executive session, they had announced that they had accepted the resignation of West Virginia Public Broadcasting Executive Director Butch Annalini. Now, just yesterday, myself and a couple other reporters got a hold of the actual letter, uh, and it's very short and sweet. It is literally one sentence. I, Carl J. Antolini III, resign my position as Executive Director of West Virginia Public Broadcasting, effective today, which would have been Friday, August 11th. And uh, according to Bill File, the chairman of the EBA, that letter came around 4 p.m. Friday. And that's really about all we know. This is very sudden. It's very mysterious. Uh, so we don't know the specific reasons. I talked to a source, um, uh, trying to even get the source to talk to me off the record and wouldn't even talk to me off the record about it, only to tell me to stay tuned. Uh, so apparently something is up here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, something's up here specifically what I don't know. All right, let's, let's, let's I don't say speculate, but let's, let's look back and remember that uh, Antolini had been involved in and the whole board had been involved in a bit of a dust-up a number of months back with, um, uh, help me with her name, uh, Nicely, Amelia Nicely? That's correct. Uh, who who had been uh, doing some good work, I thought, covering some of the problems in the DHHR, um, but then who claimed that she had been pulled out of that beat and eventually was let go because there was pressure coming on the public broadcasting board from the DHHR. Uh, does any of that play into this, do you think? 
It could. I mean, let's go back even further than that when you really think about it. I mean, uh, Butch was brought in around October as the interim director, October 2021, and he it officially got the nod in May, so he's been the official executive director uh, just over a year. And before that, uh, he came into the Justice Administration as the communications director right. and then later went to work in what's called the uh, executive branch hub. It's where they produce a lot of videos and, and content and press releases for all sorts of things. That was a brain, um, that was a Bray Carey brain, idea, brain trust. That that was a break carry uh, brain idea. In fact, that's one of the reasons he at least Brett left the administration for a brief period of time because Butch and Bray did not get along. Imagine that. As someone who's worked for Bray, I understand. Um, but nonetheless, so they brought him back in the form of executive director of public broadcasting, and that caused some controversy because, again, you're literally putting somebody that had been uh, a direct employee of governor justice the eba who are all appointees of the governor are ones that manage west virginia public broadcasting so that makes it interesting but going to the amelia nicely thing yeah i mean you got a situation there where she was doing some very uh, dogged watchdog reporting of uh, the state's psychiatric hospitals and complaints and issues there and there was pressure in fact a letter from former uh, dhhr Secretary Bill Crouch to public broadcasting, trying to get them to retract the story. To their credit, they never did, but they did uh, then turn around and give him a whole bunch of time to basically give his side of the story, which is fine. It's what you yeah, do as a reporter. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, not too long after that, uh, she was informed uh, that she was no longer allowed to cover anything involving DHHR. Now, I don't know if you follow her on social media, but she's not well, she's not a bomb thrower. She's not an overly opinionated person. She's, she's a, a very professional She's a good reporter, reporter, though. She's a good reporter. She's a good reporter, but she's even professional, you know, in her public-facing identity. So uh, this kind of upset her. So she filed an HR complaint, and literally the day she filed her HR complaint was the day that they decided that they were going to tell her that they no longer had any work for her to do. They won't say they fired her. They'll, they just said that, well, you're a part-time employee. We're hiring a full-time employee to do your beat, and uh, we just don't have any work for you anymore. Uh, and that's how that went. That story caught on uh, across the country in a couple of different places. Um, it, it did made, make some national news what happened to her. It did. Uh, David Volkenflik with uh, National Public Radio uh, did a real big thing on it. It went viral. Uh, Senate President Craig Blair uh, lambasted uh, both public broadcasting and DHHR uh, uh, for, for uh, letting Amelia Nicely go. And, of course, Amelia Nicely is doing just fine. She's part of a new uh, uh, nonprofit news startup here in Charleston called West Virginia Watch, and they're doing some really great work right now. Um, but still, it's one of those things where the pressure, it, even if there was no overpressure, and it should be noted, Butch Annalini and the EBA denied that they had succumbed to DHHR pressure and denied that they had let her go or, or had uh, told her to stop covering her beat because of pressure. But... Even the appearance just looked really, really bad for him. And I have to imagine there's been some fallout, not just uh, the bad press, but also donations, I'm sure, are probably, probably down for them as well. And then there's other issues behind the scenes. They actually had an, uh, an emergency set, uh, meeting back in March uh, where they took – 
Butch and literally put him behind closed doors. I was at that meeting in person uh, as well and grilled him in executive session for a good couple hours and ultimately took no action. Uh, but this has been something they've been looking into a while, not just this, but the uh, also the other uh, employees that have left just since that time. Antolini, uh, as you pointed out, worked for the governor as his communications director for a while, uh, just sort of tracking the, 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 you know, the, the breadcrumbs here. Uh, the, the Justice Administration at one time had tried to defund Washington Public Broadcasting, so there was a lot of concern when Antolini came in over that. The governor appointed essentially a whole new EBA uh, a year or so ago, and some of them seemed to be, I don't know what word to use, but were not the best supporters of public broadcasting, at least as it was operating at the time. So uh, there was a lot of concern about, about all of that. Uh, it is interesting now that the board and Antolini themselves have had a bit of a breakup. Yes, I think so, too. And I think, as I said in my story, and, of course, I had to I keep keep my sources protected on, on this, but the, uh, there's a commission within the legislature called the Commission on Special Investigations, which looks into issues of malfeasance and, and fraud and things of that nature, uh, that have been doing an investigation uh, very quietly uh, in regards to uh, West Virginia public broadcasting and, and perhaps Butch Annalini himself. Uh, we don't know what's going on with that. They don't ever release their findings. What they do is they turn over anything that they think is an issue over to local law enforcement, county prosecutors, state police, attorney general's office, things of that nature. Uh, I, I do know some people that have been interviewed uh, by the, by that commission in regards to the uh, these issues, some of it involving uh, the uh, dismissal of Melia nicely. So there could be that involved here. There could be, of course, uh, who knows, because it's just so quiet and so so sudden that we just don't know yet. So I'm keeping my ear to the ground, and, uh, and certainly if I find out anything more, I'll let you know. As you point out, uh, Senate President Craig Blair, uh, back during the nicely dispute, had actually written a, a letter basically saying, <laughs> I don't like the media <laughs> a lot, but <laughs> but this is not the way to handle things. I mean, he, he kind of stood up for, uh, I don't know, for freedom of press or whatever I want to say. So there was already some conflict there between Blair and, and the EBA board or, or, or DHHR, whoever was the, the culprit, I guess, if you will. But uh, you know Blair, I, but I it, it it makes me chuckle when you see this all the time, uh, 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 Stephen. <laughs> I really don't like the media. <laughs> I don't like all the things they say. I don't, but 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 I guess we have to have them, um, which I thought was uh, you know it's a, it's it's at least a show of support. Yeah, I mean it's a obviously a hard job for even someone like me or Brad or or anyone else in our profession, but it's a harder job when. You do work for uh, an agency, and of course, you always hear that, like uh, NPR and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, while getting federal funding, it's a very small amount, and that's true. It's the opposite, really, uh, for West Virginia Public Broadcasting. Probably about a quarter, uh, uh, probably about one third of their funding comes from the state general revenue budget. So, with that comes uh, pressure. Now, I, I'm not familiar with any pressure that's ever been brought to bear. Uh, from, say, Earl Ray Tomlin, uh, former Governor Tomlin, or former Governor Manchin, or anything like that. I mean, politicians push back on stories all the time. But what makes it harder for reporters of public broadcasting is when the governor can literally drop 
the line item for for your uh, news organization by half. So it becomes harder, and I know some of the things that uh, the EBA is actually working on behind the scenes is trying to find some way to create a firewall uh, between, you know, public broadcasting and the governor's office to ensure that they really can't come under that type of pressure. But it's something that they have to deal with uh, probably more than your average reporter. The, um, uh, the I forget what this title was, COO, I think, of the uh, public broadcasting was, was made the interim executive director. Uh, was there any sense of whether they're going to go out seeking a new director? Is that the game plan, or could, did you, could you tell from the uh, short meeting this week? No, there was really no indication of what they're going to do next. Uh, Eddie Ism was the person they elevated to that. Uh, of note, uh, Ism was part of the email chain back in December uh, that basically had uh, told members of the communication staff to the legislature that they didn't even need to give Amelia nicely press credentials because uh, yeah. he wasn't going to be covering the session. Uh, so it remains to be seen whether he is just somebody that was doing his job or somebody who was actively involved with us. But in the meantime, he'll serve as interim. And, but there's no indication from the board. They certainly have gone outside uh, and, and picked people from the outside and done an outside search before. Uh, but the last couple people have been at least some people with internal connections. So Chuck Roberts was a guy that came up from the production side right. uh, before Butch Andalini, and then before that uh, was, uh, oh, no, I'm forgetting his name. It's had in my head. I, can't, he was a former I, I, I know, I know. He's Scott up. Finn. What's that? Scott Finn. Scott, Scott Finn, Finn. Yeah. He's up in, what, New Hampshire, I think, now, or Vermont or someplace like that. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, and he was, I, I, I really liked him. I thought he was pretty good at what he did there, and he, he came up through the ranks as well. All right, Stephen, I got to run. Listen, I, 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 I hate to bug you twice in a week, but I, this story caught my attention yesterday. I thought it was worth uh, getting out in front of my audience here, and uh, you had such a good job covering it. People can read the details of it in the intel if they would like to. Uh, but I appreciate you coming on again, and I'll try not to bug you again before the week is over. <laughs> <laughs> Howard, it's always a pleasure. I appreciate it. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Have yourself a great day. Stephen Adams, Ogden newspaper, State House reporter. I, again, I really do. Try, I try not to use these guys too much, you know, because they, they're kind to us, Bob. They're, they give us they give us their time, you know, and I don't want to take too much of it. But, well, uh, I think he was raring to go. You had a story to tell. It was a good story. Um, I, I think the Gazette did cover it. I didn't see it anyplace else, but uh, Butch Andalini out at uh, public broadcasting. And as I read this, and I know a little bit of the inside stuff of this, it, it's, it's an interesting rift between the the Board of Public Broadcasting, the EBA, that was appointed by the governor and Butch Annalini, who used to work for the governor. A little, little conflict there, which is fascinating. All right, about done for the day today. Um, I should remind you again, it is Wednesday, and we're two days away, Bob, from Football Friday. Uh, yeah, it's here. We've been waiting on it. I know I've been waiting all summer, and uh, it is, uh, it's going to be here Friday from noon to 3. The Pine Room Boys will be kicking everything off uh, out at the Gumby's location in Elm Grove. We want you to stop in because plenty of discounts throughout the day. Uh, if you can't stop, we want to hear your, for, if your not, get horn. Hor- get horny for the Pine Room guys. That's if, right. If you can do that. Yeah. High school football is back, and this Friday uh, we'll have it here on the Watchdog Network. Martin's Ferry at Shadyside. We'll have all the action right here. And then uh, the next week we start full bore with uh, John Marshall Monarchs on VLY and the uh, uh, Central Maroon Knights on uh, WKKX and WVU football starts before long. Yikes! I'm going to say it one more time, Howard. It's our busy season. our busy season. (laughs) All right. Must get out of here. Make way for the legislative watchdogs. We'll get back together again tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock. Until then, have yourself a delightful day. 
I think I'll go eat. FM 98.1, AM 1600, WKKX Wheeling, FM 97.7, AM 1370, WVLY Moundsville.